الحمد لله رب العالمين الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن, ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الدين عند الله الإسلام وما اختلف الذين أوتوا الكتاب إلا من بعد ما جاءهم العلم بغيا بينهم ومن يكفر بآيات الله فإن الله سريع الحساب Indeed, the way that Allah wants for all of us to follow, the one and only religion that there is in the eyes of Allah, the only correct religion that there is in the eyes of Allah is Islam. And the people who received revelation in the past, they only disagreed, they only had differences among each other because they were too arrogant and they were too jealous and they had too much jealousy after they got knowledge. And the one who is ungrateful and disbelieves in Allah and His signs, then Allah is very quick to give them the consequences of their actions. This was an ayah from Surah Ali Imran, which reminds us and tells us that all the messengers of the past, all of them came with the same core message. Nuh salam, do not worship idols, worship Allah alone. He is your Lord. Ibrahim salam, do not worship idols, only worship Allah alone. He is your Lord and Creator. Musa salam, don't worship idols, worship Allah alone. He is your Lord, He is your Creator. Isa salam, worship Allah alone, my Lord and your Lord, your Creator and my Creator. They all came with the same message. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, Muhammad was the final Messenger. So he was no exception. He came with the same message. Allah created this entire universe. And He left signs all over His creation to show that He created the universe. That this universe did not create itself. It doesn't make sense. You cannot, you cannot have order without a creator. If it, was, if it created itself, it would be complete chaos. There would be no life on earth. Allah is the creator of all that exists. And He created life and He created human beings. So when Allah guides human beings and gives guidance to human beings, obviously it's always going to be the same message. Because it's only one. He created, He gives guidance, so all the pieces of guidance that Allah would ever give to mankind have to all have the same guidance because He's just one and the same. Allah doesn't change. One day He says to worship Him alone and then after generations He says, no, now you can worship something else? That doesn't make sense. 
the message has always remained the same. And every time a messenger came telling people to believe in Allah, many people did not accept. Many people rejected Allah, rejected the messenger, rejected the message. And every time they asked, if you're saying the truth, then prove to me that you are a messenger, that our Creator sent you as a messenger. So did the messengers always have a proof? Yes, they did. Allah gave them all miracles. Miracles to solidify and let people know that this person is for real. He's really getting a message from Allah, from your Creator. May peace be upon all the messengers of the past. So the people of Prophet Muhammad they also did not accept him or accept his message. Subhanallah, except a few of them, like Abu Bakr anhu, like Uthman, and later on like Umar ibn al-Khattab, and like many of the Sahaba. But the majority of the people did not accept his message at first. They were calling him crazy. What? An angel talking to you? That doesn't make sense. We've never seen something like that. So Allah tells him, Allah tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نون والقلم وما يسطرون ما أنت بنعمة ربك بمجنون You are not crazy. No, 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 no. Allah knows who is guided and who is not guided. Allah knows who wants to listen to you and who doesn't want to listen to you and follow you. And Allah even says in Surah Al-Qalam right there, they will soon find out who is correct. They will very soon find out. One person, very soon after the Messenger of Allah started sharing the Qur'an and sharing the revelation he was getting from Jibreel, a person came to him, actually a group if I remember correctly, came to him and says, your Lord who is revealing these things to you, sending you this message that you're reciting to us, this Qur'an. Your Lord, what is He like? What is Allah like? Your Lord, what is He like? And so, this group was asking this question, and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, received a visit from Jibreel السلام, and Jibreel told him, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد Tell them Allah is one He is Allah, He is so unique there's nothing like Him He is Ahad He's not just one that there's a second and a third No, 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 no He's a one that doesn't have a two and a three He is Ahad Allah is a samad Allah is the one who takes care of everything without needing anything Allah is the one who everything needs him and he doesn't need anybody. The supreme master of everything. The perfect and supreme master of everything. All of that is as-samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. He doesn't have a child, nor was he born. Wa lam kufuwan ahad. They're asking, what is he like? He is not like anything or anybody. No one and nothing can ever be and has ever been equal to him, comparable to him. 
by any measure. He's unlike anything and anyone you can think of. Allah is not, you can't ask what Allah is like. We will find out when we meet Him. But we do know a lot of things about Allah. We do know that Allah is a samad, which I've just described. Allah is also Rabbul Falaq. Allah is the master of the daybreak. And Allah is the master of every and any and every initiation or start of something. Al-Falaq also means anything that starts, the beginning of something. Allah is the one who originated everything that exists. Allah is Rabbul Falaq. Allah is not just the one who originated everything. Allah is the one who is in control of everything that starts. Everything that He created. Allah is in control, in complete control. Allah is also Rabbul Nas. The master of all people. The master who can give instructions for people so that they can live a happy life. The one that you can go to Him when you're in need. He's your master. The one that you can go to. And He's the King of all people. You can also go to Him. He's the King in charge of all people. And He is the God of all people. Meaning it doesn't matter how many people are. Humankind, all of them all together. Even if every single person in the world was to ask Him all at the same time. He is Ilahun Nas. And as soon as you go to Him, He's ready to answer. And as soon as you start going towards Him by reading the Qur'an and trying to do salah on time and taking your time to do salah well and making dua, you're turning to Allah, you're trying your best to walk to Allah. He comes to you running. He's ready for you to come to He's waiting. He wants you to come to Him. All of that is tawwaba. وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ إِنَّهُ كَانَ tawwaba. Allah is tawwab. He's just waiting for you to come to Him. Most of us, if any, let's say a student comes to me and asks me to do something. And the next day asks me again, and asks me again, and asks me again, again and again and again and again. After a while, I'll get fed up and I'll say no. Allah is not that way. Allah is waiting for us to come to Him. All the time. Actually, Allah doesn't get offended or get, doesn't get upset when you keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep, the other way around. Allah gets upset when you don't ask. SubhanAllah. Allah is tawwab. Allah also tells us that He is Al-Khabir. Allah knows every single piece of information there can ever be. All the information, everything in the universe He created. Allah knows about everything inside of the universe. Allah, as we say after salah every day, لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير Allah, there is no God except Him. He has no partners. The entire kingdom of the universe, the entire universe, that's His kingdom and belongs, all of it belongs to Him. And all credit and praise and thanks. Praise meaning, wow, this is nice. All of that belongs to Allah because He is the one who owns everything. And Allah has control and power over everything that exists. Allah has power and control over everything that exists. Now, before I go to the next description of Allah, let me bring 
a question that people have oftentimes. Allah is in control of everything. Allah has power over everything. Allah can do everything and anything. Okay, so why doesn't Allah stop people from killing other people? Why doesn't Allah stop suffering? Is He not able to? Allah is able to do everything. Allah is capable of everything. Allah has power to do anything. So why doesn't He do this? And why doesn't He do that? And why doesn't He do that? And this and that and the other. Why doesn't He do? All of us understands that just because a person has the power to do something doesn't mean it's good to do it. I have enough power to grab this chair and throw it. But that's not a good thing to do. Just because I don't grab this chair and throw it doesn't mean I can't. So just because Allah doesn't do one, or the other, one thing or the other doesn't mean He can't. It means that there is a reason why He doesn't. You understand? Allah has control over everything. Allah has the power to do everything and anything. If He doesn't do it, it's because there is a reason. And Allah is Ahkamul Hakimin. Allah is the Hakim, which means that Allah knows the reason. Allah knows the reason better than any one of us could ever understand the reason. There is a reason why every single thing happened. There is a reason why there was a rainstorm a few days ago as we were praying Salah and everybody could hear the rain. There is a reason. There is a reason why things were, I think it was five years ago, that it was very dry. Texas was lacking water. The lakes were very low in water. There was a reason. Everything has a reason. But man, uh, us human beings, we are limited. We can't understand the reason for everything. So, it's good to try to, to, to try to think, why did Allah do this? Or why did Allah not do this? Or why is Allah like this or like that? It's good to, uh, to ask the question. But if you don't understand why, don't question Allah. It doesn't change the fact that Allah is still who He is. It doesn't change the fact that Allah is powerful over everything and able to do everything and anything. Allah is not just Hakim. Not just that He knows the reason. He knows why He's doing it. He knows how to do it right. Allah is Aziz. Al-Azizul Hakim. Those of you who have memorized a few ajizat, you know these names come a lot. Al-Azizul Hakim. The one who is in authority and his authority deserves respect and his authority is so perfect and so wise that everybody respects him. Everybody respects his authority. Everybody respects his decision. Everybody, just like you start a letter or you start a message by saying, Dear so-and-so in English, like if you want to write to your grandparents or your parents, and you would write, Dear grandparents, Dear mom, dear dad. That word, dear, is Aziz in Arabic. Allah is so perfect in His authority that He is dear to all of us. We respect Him so much. He is dear to all of us because He knows so well what He's doing. And He does everything that He does so well. That is Allah, Al-Aziz, Al-Hakim, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does things so well that He has no imperfection. He's perfect, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, 
we understand some aspects of Allah and I made sure that all the names of Allah that I gave you today were from the short surahs so that you could connect with them. Tawwab, Khabir, Khabir is in Surah Al-Adiyat. إِنَّ رَبَّهُمْ بِهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَخَبِيرٍ And then I gave you some of the names of Allah in the adhkar that we say after Salah until the last one that I explained which was Al-Azizul Hakim which that form Al-Azizul Hakim doesn't come in a short surah but Surah Al-Buruj has Al-Aziz and Surah Al-Teen has Ahkam Al-Hakimin so these are names of Allah that are in the short surahs Allah wants you to know Him by these names now what does that mean for our relationship with Allah we described how Allah is why He does what He does and how He knows very well what He's doing and He's so dear to us we respect Him and we know that He does things right so what does that mean for our interaction with Allah how should we interact with Allah Allah tells us many many places but one of the most important places he tells us how to interact with him is Surah Al-Fatiha Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin All praise and thanks to you Ya Allah Master of the Universe You are so kind and so merciful You are also the master and owner of the Day of Judgment when everybody will be asked about what they did Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een we ask, sorry, we worship only you. Everything we do is for you, Ya Allah. And we only ask of help, we ask help of you. We cannot achieve anything without your help, Ya Allah. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. Guide us to do good. Guide us to do good in this test of life. Like the ones that you've blessed. Not like the ones who do a lot of mistakes and that you are angry at them. And I'll talk to a little more about what this all means for us. How do we interact with Allah in the second part, inshallah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een, Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqeem, Sirat Al-Ladheena An'amta Alayhim, Ghayri Al-Maghdubi Alayhim Walad-Dalleen. Try your best, every time you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, to realize that you're talking to Allah and you're developing a relationship with Allah. Whenever you say, wow, this is so nice, for anything, how does your heart feel? Wow, this is amazing, this is so nice. How does your heart feel? And whenever you say to somebody, oh, thank you so much, this is amazing. Thank you so much for what you just did. How does your heart feel? That feeling in your heart, when you're praying and you have your hands over your chest, try to feel that way. Because you're telling Allah, whoa, this is amazing, thank you so much. Try to feel it with your heart. What is that feeling called? The way you feel when you say these things. That feeling is called love. You love Allah and you love what He did for you. And you love what he's doing so much. Try to feel love in your heart when you're saying Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And when you say Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Ya Allah, you are so kind and so merciful. Try to be hopeful. Try to remind yourself that you are hope. You have a lot of hope in Allah that he's going to continue to give you blessings. That in the hereafter he's going to enter you into Jannah. Try to feel hope in your heart. 
Try to feel love in your heart. Try to feel hope in your heart. And when you say, Maliki Yawmiddin, try to realize what this means. This means that every action you do, everything you say, Allah is going to ask you about it. And Allah can reward you or punish you based on what you did. So we hope that Allah is going to forgive us and forgive all of our sins. We hope that He's going to be so merciful to us and that we're not going to be punished for anything we did. But at the same time, we realize that He is going to ask us. So that feeling should be in our heart. That we love Allah and we have hope that He's going to forgive everything and have mercy on us. But we also understand in fear when we are going to be asked about what we did. Try to feel these three things in your heart when you're reciting Surah Al-Fatiha. And when you say the dua, Ya Allah, ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. When you say that dua, try your best to feel that you're asking Allah, how can I do best? So many times student asks, after they get a grade on the test, what did I do wrong? How can I get a better grade? That's what you're asking Allah when you say, ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. Guide us to the straight path. The path of those who do well, not the path of those who mess up. That's the way you ask teachers when you're about to get a test. How can we do good on the test? What is the question going to be on the test? What is the test going to be about? al-mustaqim. Guide us. Guide us to do good on this test because life is a test. Ya Allah, guide us. So try to feel all of those things in your heart when you're saying Surah Al-Fatiha. Feel love in your heart. Feel hope in Allah's mercy and forgiveness. Feel, feel this fear a little bit and scared that you're going to be asked about everything you do. Watch out what you do. And the last one, feel that Allah's guidance is what you need to be successful, to do good. When you say, al-mustaqim, realize that you're asking Allah, how can I do good? How can I be successful? How can I get a hundred out of a hundred? That's what you're asking Allah when you say, al-mustaqim. So, we're going to end the khutbah by this dua. رَبَّنَا إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Ameen. Ya Allah, guide us to the straight path. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ Ameen. رَبَّنَا أَوْزِعْنَا أَنْ نَشْكُرَ نِعْمَتَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْنَا وَعَلَى وَالِدِينَا وَأَنْ نَعْمَلَ الصَّالِحًا تَرْضَاهُ وَأَدْخِلْنَا بِرَحْمَتِكَ فِي عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ آمين. ربنا صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة